I'm Sarah Lovestout, and this is Influenced Equity. I will be joined by guests from a wide range of industries who all have the commonality that there's no perfect linear line to success or life. Together, we're gonna figure out what works for you, for what defines success along your journey. In the 2006 NBA draft, Craig Smith was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves and continued his professional career playing with the Clippers, the Trailblazers, and playing overseas spanning 10 years. Since retiring, he has been an ambassador for the LA Clippers, dedicating his time to mentoring young athletes. Craig Smith, or should I say the Rhino, welcome to Influence to Equity. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. I, I have to know. What's with the nickname? Where the heck did the rhino come from? The rhino came from actually Kevin McHale himself, a former Boston Celtic great. Uh, I was actually doing a rookie duty during one of my rookie practices uh, in Minnesota. Um, and they actually made me do something weird. They made me practice without my uniform, meaning like my shorts. So I'm literally in my tights and like my jersey. But I'm so mad, I'm literally running through everybody. <laughs> and if anybody knows Kevin McHale, Kevin McHale kind of sounds like Macho Man Randy Savage a little bit. So he's like, hey, brother, you're out there running him through to the ground, brother. You know what we're going to call you? We're going to call you the Rhino. It's been with me my whole career, and I got to travel all over the world. So, yes, in Israel, they call me Kanaf. Really? Which means Rhino, and I'm Shinyu in China. That's dope. They call me a pit bull, but that's for a whole other reason because I'd be ready to fight. <laughs> like, yeah. So let me ask you this. What are three things that you wish you would have known when you were entering the league? Having an understanding of the business, I, I believe, is very important. And it goes hand in hand with your skill. So you have to understand what you're getting into. And uh, being that we play the game and we play it so passionately, we get really emotional about things and we can put our emotions within business. And sometimes business and emotions do not mix. And what do you see yourself doing? Because obviously this is an uplifting position. Not only is it going to change you and your family's lives forever, but it's also going to put you in a different demographic. And what are you going to do with that? Because at the end of the day, I always see it as if you made it to the league, that means you conquered your ultimate goal already. What are you going to do next? The ball's going to stop bouncing one day. You have to set yourself up for the future. With that, I want to ask you, what is it like to leave basketball and then to pivot to a new career? To leave basketball is always going to be tough because it's like your first love. It's like your passion. It's like that first hardcore breakup. <laughs> I always see it as, too, as like a superhero effect. We've been superheroes for so long. You get embraced by the world for your talents and what you've done. And then all of a sudden, you got to take your cape off. Is it a hit to the ego? It's definitely a hit to the ego. It humbles you because it goes, oh, they're, you know, they're not shouting my name no more. Will they still love me? But at the same time, it's like it's a rebirth. With that being said, then how do you balance planning post-career life while still living in the moment, though? I always see it as you got to have like your full circle moment. So that means you got to dial back. You know, what are some of the things that I did great? Right. And now I need to start a set of new goals because obviously I need to keep myself going. One, for in life in general, just to make me happy. And two, what does it look like going forward? What do I like to do? Like, that's that's the fun, exciting part. I get to figure out what I want to do. 
So a friend of mine who will also be a guest on on the uh, on the podcast is Manuel Acho, and he wrote a book uh, called Illogical. And in there, he says that goals are dumb. And I know that there were some folks who didn't really understand what that means. But from an athletic standpoint, I love the fact that you said, what happens when you've hit your goals at 18, 19, 20 years old? That's the cap. Then what? Are you done? Is that where you like live and die on the cross? Is that the end of it? Or do you move forward with your life? You're 30, 35, you finally retire what are the implications of I don't know what's next because you hit that bar? I'm looking at camera for this. Having an older friend. Ooh, I like that. I love that. Older friends don't want anything from you. They want to see you thrive in the best way possible and may even help you in some situations with resources. So I think that's important. Get an older friend, uh, first and foremost. Secondly, it's always about your, your, your peers. And this is why I always celebrate LeBron James. He's had a good group since he's gotten into the league. That's why he owns two football teams. That's why he's a billionaire. He has a good group and a good support system that knows, hey, that's not a good look for you, Brian. You need to do this over here. Or we were thinking about this. And what do you think about this collectively? I love that. And that's actually a perfect lead into my next question. I am someone that talks a lot about my team. And I know at the level in which I work and I operate and I'm running you know, multiple businesses. I've got seven verticals under Sarah Blay Incorporated. I've got kids. It's a lot to balance. Without them, none of this happens. We're not seeing Sarah Lovestyle. We're not seeing any production. So when building your team, how did you determine who was the right fit? Were there any lessons or mistakes that you made along the way that you wish you would have been like, damn, I wish I could take that back? Well, I see all my mistakes as learning lessons because all I do is learn from them. It's not like I really fell from them. It's just I get better. Yeah, I've been in many positions where, you know, I had to pick out my different groups of friends, like who had the best interests, who really wanted to see me thrive. And when you get into a position where um, you get into a lot of fame and money at a at an early age, uh, there's a lot of predators out there. There's a lot of people who just want to be with you for the fame, energy, and what you can do for them. So you kind of do have to navigate. And that's just a life lesson in the story with God because it goes, we even know, who can I trust? If I if I tell this person I need this person to be here at this time and this person's late, all right, that's a red flag for me. I have to deal with the job that if I don't learn this play one time, I'm fired. Yes. So <laughs> why wouldn't I use that approach as well? Considering the NCAA NIL rules, uh, rule changes with collegiate athletes Man. and what they should Jeez. It's a it's a hard line. And I have my thoughts, which I will keep to myself for right now. But in terms of like equity and partnerships, what should they be looking for? The right situation. This is an era where brand and basketball goes together. And this is what I say with the young generation, too. Like, you got to be careful what you say on social media and the things that you do, because like those can creep up and, 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 and hit you in the head at the end of the day. So you have to be mindful um, what avenue do you want to go in? Are you in the fashion? Are you into other sports? Are you into different ownerships and different things like that? So like, it's just all about navigating what fits you and your situation. One of the things that I'm concerned about the NIL is I think the young guys not understanding they are their own brand. The ownership begins with their brand, but also understanding the licensing. And we've watched already a couple of guys, a couple of kids make mistakes of giving up their licensing rights or their image rights. Um, so it's so important for them to own equity and partnership of themselves. But I am wondering, is it better for them to take 
equity in some of the companies that they work with or take the immediate cash. Do both. Amen to get that. a little bit of money and get some equity, get some ownership, get some shares. You want to make money when you're sleeping. And if that's the case, you got to take ownership. And in this life, everything's a risk. Being born is a risk. Going on dates with people are a risk. Asking a girl out's a risk. Like, there are all type of risks. So you got to go after it. If not, you're going to have that regret. I should have, could have, would have. And I know for me, that is something I definitely don't want to have to say in my life. I should have, could have, would have. I wished I would have tried out for high school basketball. Like, nah, I'm going to do everything I want to do. You got to have a lion mentality. I'm a Fairfax lion. You got to have a lion mentality. When the lion sees something he wants, nothing distracts the lion. The lion is strictly focused. I'm going to get that. And don't matter what's occurring around me, I'm going to get that. So speaking of longevity... What are some upcoming projects that you can share with us? Because we need the tea on the rhino. <laughs> I got some. Since uh, I'm also cooking you with yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> some green some green tea. <laughs> rhino is actually coming out with his first children's book. Hey, let's get it. You know, it's called Craig and His Magic Basketball. It's a very inspiring story. It's so close to home for me um, as my mom taught me how to play the game of basketball. So I learned from a woman. So I, I love women's games and sports because... That's all I got to see growing up was my mom be this type of Tom Brady to me where I'm like, this lady throws the football far. She could shoot a jump shot. She could rebound. So she did a lot of things that um, helped me go on my path and my journey. And I think it's a really cool story that will help younger kids uh, get inspired and really find their passions and go after their dreams. When is it coming out and where do we find it? It should be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's going to be on different platforms, uh, mostly with Amazon. But yeah, and I and I will, uh, I guess, put some links or hopefully have some links for you guys soon too. Absolutely, Craig. At the end of the show, I always say, "Let's wrap this up." However, you said, "Let's call it a burrito." So let's burrito this up. I want to make sure that we hit on two things that I think are absolutely extraordinary. One. The cape comes off eventually. Set yourself up for your future now. Also, make sure that you have an older mentor, somebody that can guide you, coach you, and help you into the next position of your life. With that being said, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Craig, for coming on Influence to Equity. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.